0: c w w c i have a cane i have a walker ah walker cane i have a cane i have a wheelchair yeah wheelchair cane walker cane wheelchair cane huh cane wheelchair walker cane cane wheelchair walker cane i have a cane I have a cane. Ah, long cane. I have a walker. I have a wheelchair. Yeah, walker wheelchair. Long cane, walker wheelchair. Ah, cane, wheelchair, walker cane. Cane, wheelchair, walker cane. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Under the call of MS. It's just a little pair Purity and PPAP, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. <laughs> One of my favorite little catchy songs. Uh, start out today talking about Spawn, number 308 to 310. I don't know exactly why I picked these up. I think it was, like, some special deal that they had going on. I think they might all three run together from what i read up on, on it. It might have been like a short run with Gunslinger, but uh, with the future in doubt, and medieval medieval spawns legacy in question, spawn, she spawn, and Reaper go on the offensive. A Longtime ally has shown his true colors. Agliastro rallies an army and a deadly new Recruit gunsling gunslinger spawn. I'm not big on the whole western style stuff, but I like I like this character. I like what they're doing with him. I hope that it goes further into that uh, line of questioning and find out more of where this is all going, but. uh It settles in on three parts, apparently. The saga of the gunslinger spawn, who looks like he would be perfect for a 1980s heavy metal band's album cover, as his talent appears to be inhabiting bodies for their particular energy. And as you would expect, a gunslinger really doesn't want trouble, but is armed and ready if there is any. So if matters could get any worse, here comes Cogliastro. Who is trying to tilt every new spawn into his direction. And I've seen the COG character before, but I'm not exactly sure if he is a spawn character or not. Now, before issue 308, you had the Prophecy of the Dead Part 2, which was the battle between Spawn and Raptor raging on, and neither one was able to gain the upper hand. The stalemate begins to lead down the path towards their mutual destruction as the conflict en- enters the realm of darkness. Spawn and Raptor's minds become one. It is there that Spawn learns the terrible truth. The beast has been set free. Uh, yeah, this character wanting to join forces with some of the Spawn characters. I love how they have Three news channels you get little descriptions of what's going on ones CRN news which is a parody of c n n and and i info now which is just gives you all the straightforward stuff and then you got info buzz which is all the fake news uh reporting but yeah that's a fun thing in here. I don't know if they do it in every issue of spawn now since three hundred or not. I'm really bummed because i wanted to jump on back on the spawn with the 300 issue and that was around the time when our comic shop closed and everything changed and i had it in my order forms and then i ended up never getting it and of course it was a very popular issue and I'm gonna get a couple covers or whatever and I can't remember what i was all gonna get back and then back then but i was looking forward to it because it had that. The one cover that was like a resemblance of the Spider Man 300 cover, I think. Uh, But yeah, this is interesting. I like how the storyline is. I believe I read some other 300, one of the other early 300 issues not long ago. And it was kind of like, I can't remember if that's what brought all the other Spawn characters that issue or. It was some other thing that I read that had the L spawns coming up and Boglia and all them all the brothers of spawn, but uh or of the clown violator. But yeah, it's it's very nice, uh, very enjoyable the way McFarland's running this uh and keeping it going. These three issues got me into the gunslinger character. I used to have, like, before I had it, an action figure somewhere around here with a gunslinger-style character. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure it was represented in the earlier issues. But I just want to see where this goes. I want to go back. I'd like to go from 300 on and just do a whole restart of of getting back into spawn because the only ones I have, I have the original issues, the first, like, 50 issues of spawn. And now we're up in the 300s, and I had that big gap, but I'm going to have to gradually get myself caught back up. And One that I could see doing an ongoing run with because... I've always enjoyed that character and reading about him. So. And I love little clown. <laughs> I love, Molly. but sadly he's not in these three episodes. So yeah, I'm curious where he's laying and in hiding, but, uh, and then the other one a friend of mine from the comic club, uh, he, I believe his name is Meathead, gave me, <laughs> gave me a couple of Michael Allred things. And the one this that he gave me was the first issue of The Vault of Michael Allred. And this, this is the ultimate look in the comic book creator, Mike Allred's scrapbooks, sketchbooks, and secret files. Allred provides commentary throughout this visual bonanza. Revealing all the big breaks, influences, inspirations, turning points, friendships, collaborations, toys, merchandise, breakthroughs, setbacks, and successes. All to show how a career is made and sustained. Each of the book's 64 pages is jam-packed with visual milestones. Allred shares techniques and tools he uses. As well as how he works with his wife and colorist Laura Allred in a tour of their homes and studios, it's unlikely that any publication has ever provided this amount of detail and insight into the career of an artist. There's four issues apparently, so I'm gonna have to get all four. I love it because it's got a double way flip flip book at the bottom of each page, so you got a little. Madman flipbook story one way and then another one the other way. That's more of the graphic uh, music style uh, picture works. This has everything. You you look at this and you see as much crap as this guy has done over the years, which I want it all of course because I'm obsessed with the whole Madman. Character and pretty much all his characters and books and everything have some type of representation towards Madman. And I just love how I mean, you look back in the early modes of Frank. I know, yet he's Bowie has been an inspiration for him and stuff. But I also see Rocky Horror Picture shows inspiration through throughout some of the earlier artwork and. It's just neat seeing what he's done, how he was gonna make one character the goon, and if he would have done that, then uh the original the goon comics you see nowadays, the old mafia style ones, would have probably never came to fruition because uh when he wrote the goon comics uh he basically said that the name is what made him get into the comics, so Allred would have churn- turned to Spook, which wasn't a appropriate name for things at that time, and that's why they he couldn't get it to pass or whatever. If he would have turned that into a goon, we've never seen that. Uh, it's fun to hear and see what he's what he got for critiques from other artists throughout the days and his collaborations that he was able to get into and the ones he was didn't get the chance to work with and ended up with some things later on in the future related with those people i'm a addict to any good kickstarters and of course if you do anything all red right, i'll probably jump on it and currently i'm doing the balsa wood flyer kickstarter and it's neat to see the original balsa wood flyer in here uh did another kickstarter recently they got a bunch of yo-yos and stuff and to see some of the early yo-yos and how he replicated them and remade them and stuff like that and just likes to go back in time which i love and stick with his Stick with his upbringing and what made him who he is. And that's what I love the most about this artist and writer combination, character combinations. But, yeah, if you want to get into All Red and you want to know more, find out how things went with him and Alex Ross and stuff, just all the different people that he dealt with over the years it's amazing the amount of work that an artist does it doesn't get acknowledged gets lost I and mean, people getting story ideas and wanting to do them i love how it talks about things like robin william back when they did the uh uh, I can't think of name of it, but the comedy shows back in the early years of cable TV, they did the comedy um, fundraising shows. Oh, God. Come on. What is it? Yeah, well, if you know it, you know it. But uh, Robin Williams wore a Madman shirt on there, and then it talks about Robin coming and buying a bunch more shirts and Madman co- comics and stuff, which is a big enjoyment for for Mike. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just a wonderful division of everything he's done over the years. I was actually kind of bummed that it wasn't all in one one book so I'm going to have to get the the other three but yeah it's, it's definitely worth looking into if you're at all a fan of any of their work Mike and Laura's work uh, learn more about them learn about the family and all that uh, it's just get it can't go wrong I don't think any other artist has ever done something like that And let's jump over to some MS stuff, get into a little bit of talk about MS and headaches. It remains unclear whether headache is a symptom of MS. It appears that for some people, headaches can be an MS symptom. I think it's more related if you have more of the back symptoms and stuff. I think that can cause the set off the headaches more, Uh, stress-related issues, things like that i don't i don't get a ton of them i I don't even remember the last time i had a headache so it's not a factor that i have to deal with with ms i think it's brought on more by our other conditions because i know i dealt with it when my sciatica amps up stuff like that many people with ms may have migraines simply because they have one uncommon diagnosis ms and one common one migraine Uh, so everyone with a migraine has a headache but not everyone with a headache has migraine there are many other types of headaches some people with migraines also happen to have ms some people with ms have migraines sometimes this is simply coincidental but sometimes the ms itself may be to blame for the migraines Migraines are a type of primary headache disorder, where a person has headaches that are usually on one side of the head, although the side may change and they may be on both simultaneously. They are usually moderate to severe in intensity, last for longer than four hours if not treated, they get worse with activity, and feel throbbing and pulsating, or are duller or more stabbing. Migraine headache is also accompanied by nausea and or difficulty with light and loud noises. So I guess in that form, I do have to take that back. I do get where I'll have one severe stabbing pain right in the temple. I guess, yeah, you that would be considered a headache type symptom, but I just always looked at it as, as something else another one of my pains because I have stabbing pains everywhere and I just assume that's what that was so a nice thing for different pains and issues that you can pick up nowadays and they have diffusers you can put them on your body whatever but uh, essential oils Uh, plant medicine is commonly commonly used today to assist with different ailments for example Aloe is used for burns, ginger for stomach issues, eucalyptus for sinus problems. Certain essential oils can also help alleviate the symptoms of colds, headaches, and sore muscles. Smell can bring a shift to our state of mind. Essential oils have the same effect, whether they are diffused into the air through a diffuser or massaged into the skin. Our senses react to help us begin to feel better. I love our diffuser. I have probably a dozen different types of essential oils that I use in it, depending on how I feel each day. And I'll run that thing for an hour or two and just get it floating in the air and get sucked through the heating system and push through the house, which is nice. Uh High-quality essential oil is important. Oh, there's a lot of cheap shit out there. It's no, not really worth a crap, but watch what you're buying. Research the quality of the brand. Be mindful of product labels labeled as perfume oil, fragrance oil, or natural natural identical oil. Also, make sure oils are in a dark glass bottle and keep them out of the sun and away from heat. The better quality you purchase, the better outcome for you. A very important thing is diluting. <laughs> Depending on the type of oil, it's likely you will require, it will require diluting before you can apply it to your skin. One of the most common practices is to mix the essential oil with a carrier oil such as almond oil, aloe vera oil, coconut oil, jojoba oil, or olive oil. You can also mix the es- essential oil with shea butter or water for diffusion. Doing simple online research can give you examples of ratios to use when blending oil. It's like i think i mentioned in the past my wife picked me up some clove oil when i had a toothache a year ago or so and i wasn't paying attention i didn't know it was undiluted clove oil and i put that shit in my mouth and it burned the crap out of me it took forever to get that out of my mouth but yeah i could have done some serious damage if i would have went crazy but thankfully i just used a Q-tip that I dipped in it and then just rubbed it along the gum line. God, that was terrible. So be careful with that. And you don't have to worry about diffusing if you're putting it in water, but if you're putting it on your skin or in your mouth, make sure. (laughs) Diffusion, hot water vapors, humidifier, direct inhalation, and indirect inhalation are a few ways to have aromatherapy dispersed in your home. Water is used to dilute the essential oil, and then heat is added to create steam. Like my little thing, you fill it with a few ounces of water, a few drops of whatever essential oils you want in there, and it just steams right out the top. Nice. You don't have to worry about it. Eh, It's not like having a candle burning and stuff like that. You worry about starting a fire or something. Unless you got some crappy old faulty equipment. Open wires. Try using eucalyptus and peppermint in a diffuser when you have a cold. For daily stress, one of the best oils to diffuse is frankincense. Diffuse regularly where you spend a lot of time. Add to a washcloth and put on the shower floor or add a few drops to a bath. Oils can also be applied topically by But diluting oils, essential oils with a carrier oil or shea butter is ideal when massaging it into your skin. For a headache, add a little dab around your temples or for stiff sniffles under your nose. Avoid putting oils on or near sensitive skin. They can cause burning and be very unpleasant. Here's a little blend for chronic stress anxiety or headaches it makes eight treatments use four ounces carrier oil which was mentioned oil earlier which ones to use uh 12 drops of jasmine essential oil and 12 drops of neroli essential oil n-e-r-o-l-i shake it well and massage it into your skin that's something for you to try out. Uh, common go-to oils are eucalyptus for breathing issues, peppermint for digestive issues, lavender for sleep issues, sweet orange can help with emotional well-being, frankincense can help with stress, langlang can help with muscle tension. Aromatherapy may help improve sleep quality decrease pain, and manage stress, stress and anxiety. Before beginning using essential oils, do research, speak to a healthcare professional, and purchase the best quality you can afford. Never ingest or use them in food or drink. Also, never apply undiluted essential oils di- directly on the skin. So definitely check out those things. And give you a few few books that you can check out if you want some reading material that's multiple sclerosis related. There's a quiet roar: Living with Multiple Sclerosis by Heidi Riedel, or Riedel, R-E-D-L. It's Growing Up on a Pioneer Ranch in the Rough and Dusty Days of the Late 1960s and 70s. Heidi learned at a young age to be self-reliant and tenacious. Life as a rancher had given her the courage she would need to bravely and persistently fight fight back against her diagnosis of MS in 2004. This compelling and honest memoir describes her struggle living with a progressive disease but also highlights the support and incredible friendships she found along the way. And then you got Multiple Sclerosis, Why Not Me? by Vincent Spato. After his diagnosis, author Vincent Spato, S-P-O-T-O, often wondered, why me? However, after living with MS for many years and speaking with others who courageously battle all types of, Life challenges, his outlook changed. In his book, Vincent recounts the adjustments he has made to better cope with MS, all while maintaining a positive attitude. He hopes his personal journey of living with MS will provide positive inspiration to others in the same way that others have inspired him. And one last book to check out if you're interested Home Accessibility. 300 tips for making life easier. We're just talking about accessibility issues not long ago. And this is by Shelly Peterman Schwartz, S C H W A R Z. Living with multiple sclerosis for more than 30 years, author Shelly Peterman Schwartz shares her vast knowledge of affordable solutions to make a home safer and more accessible without costly remodeling. Shelly takes readers on a room-by-room tour, offering simple, practical and, affordable, practical, and affordable solutions that address everyday challenges and help improve safety and independence. And That's Shelly spelled the right way, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. But yeah, check those out if you want some extra materials about people with MS. Might be something that will interest you. And we got some time left. Go to some old strange news. A 90-year-old man was getting rickety, and they wanted to put him in a retirement home. But he didn't want to be treated like an old codger. So he stuck up a bank so they would arrest him. And put him in jail. He figured serving time. Would be a. Hell of a lot better. Than being in a nursing home. Seems he's been in prison. Eight times during his life. And knew what it was about. Figured it would be a lot easier. Uh, let's do another one here. A guy mailed a letter bomb. But the person wasn't there. <laughs> and the. Letter was returned to the sender. And the dumbass, when he got it back, he opened it and it exploded in his face. I guess you get what you deserve. Ah, let's hit one more here. Prisoner was feeling down and wanted to kill himself in his cell. He was 320 pounds. Took his belt off, threw it over the ceiling beam, put it around his neck and jumped off a chair. Uh, All he broke was the ceiling and two walls (laughs) that caved in, allowing two inmates to escape. (laughs) I guess you better watch what you do. End up not doing what you wanted to do, and then you could just end up causing other issues in the long run. Let's end her with a joke, I guess. Definition of divorce. What is the definition of divorce? A splitting headache. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Your wife's will yell at you for that one. But yeah, that's our podcast for today. Take care of yourself. Do some things to help if you got headache issues, try out some essential oils. Definitely check out some Mike all red stuff, Mike and Laura. Uh, it's sure to give you enjoyment if you like comic books and you want some enjoyment in your life. I've been having a fun time with them. Uh, other than that, be good to yourself, be good to everybody else kick the shit out of the monster don't let the little prick out uh do what you can to make your body feel good today and we'll talk to you again soon